Hey all my B-Wellers, it's Brisha here with a Being Well with Being Co podcast, and I hope all of you are doing well. Tonight, I want to give you a special episode of the Being Well with Being Co podcast, and it's going to be kind of a few, broken down into a few different segments, and it'll probably go throughout the year, um, and I'm going to touch upon a topic that's important to me and important to a lot of people out there, and it's going to start about family. Um, for a lot of us, we have family cycles and things that go on in our families that we might be looking to somehow break the family cycles or break the family, you know, generational breakdowns that occur, and I want to talk about really some key ways and aspects that we can help um, in breaking those kind of negative uh, family cycles and how we can bring back, you know, more of what the true definition of family is. Uh, for those of us, you know, we all have different opinions and melds on family. Uh, for me personally, family are the people that you love, um, that are your circle around you. Uh, typically, they're those who are in your direct immediate household. Um, and they're kind of your, your local support system. They're the people that you really first know right off the bat that are there for you. Obviously, as you get older, your family dynamic changes and the impact of people uh, around you might change who you consider your family circle is, but typically your family circle is is your nucleus and the people that you feel most strongly connected to and loved. Um, I know for me, I have friends who are definitely like family, and family is just an important thing. It's an overall essence, um, and no matter what you see, a lot of us can say, you know, we want to be loners or we want to do it alone, uh, but I don't believe that to be true. I don't think anyone really wants to, so that's why I think family is so important. And why I'm reflecting on this topic now more than ever, um, I had an end of the summer barbecue yesterday, and for those of you who follow me on social media, who have followed my health and wellness coaching journey uh, and my self-love journey and know a little bit about me, you know that my family plays a big major impact in my why, in my purpose. Um, It's why I do what I do. It's why I I want to kind of reach more people because I think the connection of family is so important and so centralized. And I think as a major support system, families can really help to influence and change and impact the people around them and make their lives so much better together with that ample love, support, and understanding. So for me, we had a end of the summer barbecue. In particular, it was with my dad's side of the family. That's who lives up here, up north uh, with us. And it was a nice day, but it was something we hadn't done in a while. And I feel as though it was hadn't been done just because of some of the uh, family cycles that we go through as a family, uh, and that's with extended family included. And I feel like those family cycles can really impact us in ways that we don't realize until we really sit and reflect and dig deep into other issues we might have. So I'm going to get into that. I'm going to get into a little bit of, you know, examples with my life and my family and why I felt it's so strongly to talk about family and to kind of bring up, you know, what is family and how we can really break those family cycles. And I'll be coming to you as well um, with just family stories and different things throughout the week, especially as the year goes on, the holiday season uh, brings up a lot of emotions and memories concerning family. So make sure to follow me on my other social media outlets uh, so you can stay tuned to all the different things that will come and a family-oriented circle. So that's my little introduction to you guys on this, you know, family cycles uh, segment I'm going to be doing. So this is going to be my first take on it, and I'll see you guys on the next recording. 
So in the first part of this, I want to start out about family and the importance of family and what are some of the key factors as to why family is so important. Like I said, this is can differ for everyone, but these are generalized reasons and reasons why that family are so important and kind of give you some real life examples for myself too um, of how they can connect and transcend into your life. I think the number one key thing here to remember for me why family is so important and so vital is support. Support is everything. Um, I think with the right amount of support, the right amount of cheerleaders and criticizers in your corner, you will be so golden and good to go. It'll heavily impact the things that you do. So I think support is a key and vital thing there. Um, I think along with support, Obviously, and this is kind of a clear one, and in every family it's shown in different ways, uh, love and understanding. Um, love and understanding go hand in hand. Um, if you know me, you know that I'm a big component of unconditional love. I believe that if we love people, we love them for who they are, no matter how they are. We don't necessarily, if they're giving us negativity or bad energy, need to put up with the toxicity in our lives. But we do love them no matter what. And we have an ample understanding of who they are, how they are, and what they bring to the table. And I think that's where family is really key and vital, is they give us really our first symbolism of what love and understanding really are, as well as um, they kind of shape the way to have us understand, you know, truth and honesty and respect and trust. And it really builds and sets the foundation of relationships that we'll have in the future. And I think that's a really uh, key thing. Obviously, family also has a really key impact on our influence. And what I mean by influence is our family upbringing, our cultures, our beliefs, and everything that we grow up with, it can potentially shape us and influence us into what directions we might meld into. Now, not everyone follows those influence, influences. If you're a person like me, some people, you know, will have the product of environment theory that you're your family environment shapes you, and I don't think that's always true, but I do think it has a strong, heavy influence on your beliefs and the things that you value and hold most. Uh, and the next thing, and an interesting one to me, why I think family is super important, and this is especially too, you know, especially as you get older and you say you, you spring out and you have your own children or your own adult partnerships, is that family is balanced to me. Uh, home, when they say that home is family, I truly believe that home is where the heart is, and your heart is wherever your family lies, and that's give, giving you your ultimate balance and center uh, to your earth and kind of when everything is balanced at home and you have a kind of, when you look at it as, you know, your home is your focal point in the middle, when everything is good there, so that means when everything is good and okay with you and then the people in your support system and family and that's all balanced, you'll kind of see that everything else around you just has this ring of, of balance and cohesiveness and that goes together. So when the people that you value most and most important to you, including yourself in that, are balanced and centered and feel at home and in a positive place, it's really going to have a strong impact on yourself. So to me, that's those are the reasons why family is an important thing. I know for me, to double back to those reasons, when I started my wellness journey, my family is some of my biggest supporters. They support me in everything that I do. They might not necessarily uh, agree with it, but they support it. They love me for having this, you know, raving and ramping ambition and an understanding of it. Um, they also help to influence, too, with things that they do. And then it's like I said, it's just having that overall balance and cohesiveness uh, that makes family so important. 
to us, and especially with children, having children, that's what's really going to get you started off to learn those key things in life, to learn, you know, what love is, what trust is, what honesty is, and what respect is. So I think for me, family is important, and it's something that we should never take for granted, and we should always uh, be grateful and make sure we're putting it on a gratitude-type perspective. So that's my breakdown of, of family and importance and things like that. So we're going to get into next a little bit about family cycles, how to break the negative ones, um, why we should talk about it, why we shouldn't be afraid to talk about things that are going to impact us, and kind of get a little bit deep about family cycles and how they can really affect us as we get older um, and different things. And also in kind of the health and wellness aspect too, why it's really good to have a good, keen relationship with your family kind of on that forefront of, you know, of how that all stuff seems to connect. So I think for many people that the family cycles and even in the negative realm of things, we don't like to speak on it. Uh, we have a hard time. We feel uncomfortable about it. Uh, as society, it's taught us to be embarrassed if we have family issues. It's taught us to feel ashamed, to feel like we can't express ourselves when it comes to having uh, these things. And a lot of times in families, what you will find is these cycles that are having a hard time to be broken and these generational things that are being passed down, if they were spoken about, and if things, if they were understood more, you might not see these cycles kind of take place. You might not see these different things um, be such kind of a hindrance in a person's life. Um, and I think why it reflects so heavily in the health and wellness realm is, you know, family cycles, a big thing for me is in the mental illness realm. Um, so many people you see that it's a very common thing when there's certain mental illnesses every, ranging from anxiety and depression uh, or to, you know, bipolar disorder and different things like that. Many times they're, they're a gene, they're genetically harboring and passed down. And when you look back at your family history, you can find a lot of things out. So I think it's really important to understand your family from a health perspective so you can kind of ultimately catch these things that are causing these breakdowns and these major dysfunctional families and cycles to go awry. If you can catch the issues and you can recognize them and speak on them, I think it's so important and so detrimental to your health and your, your future health. And, and a big thing that I'm big on is uh, prevention. And I think it can really honestly change you know, your trajectory of your family if you're willing to talk about things. For me, I know I... I do I like to always check in with both sides of my family, my mom and dad's sides and health-wise, and, and I take notes and, and do a lot of stuff because if I notice things and, and stuff like that, I want to build a timeline. I want to build almost this preventative packet for me to see, to be aware of things, especially in the, like I said, in the mental illness um, realm and that of addiction. I like to take those precautions to make sure I can break some of those cycles. Now, you also know there are also the cycles um, that circle back to kind of, you know, you have all the time with people being the first in their family to graduate college um, or the first in their family to kind of have wealth and things like that. So you see those kind of generational cycles as well, too, in families and and different things like that. And it's really interesting to see uh, where people, they get their takeaways and, and their perspectives of family members on these um, these family cycles and kind of 
what they take out of it and what they want to do differently. So for me, I think that it's all about understanding these family cycles and what you can do to change the behavior and make it a more positive environment because obviously everybody wants things to be positive rather than negative. Um, things won't be perfect all the time. No family is perfect. And I think that's another key thing to realize is that no family uh, is perfect. Everybody is kind of crazy, beautiful, and weird in their own little way. And it's something that we just kind of have to accept. Now, obviously, we don't want these to be, you know, negatives or habit-forming or anything like that. But we have to accept the fact that every family is different, the makeup is different, um, and the way we go about doing things are different. But I think the way we break these family cycles can be very similar and it can be very helpful uh, when we kind of look at it and recognize the different things we were going to do, which is what I'm going to talk about next is kind of uh, the basics of breaking family cycles, very simple and easy things to do. And they, I say simple and easy because the explanation of them is simple and easy, but they might not be. They're going to take soul searching and a lot of time to go over. But like I said, I've been doing that lately. I've been doing a lot of thinking, a lot of soul searching on, on how I can be more on the forefront of making sure that people understand a lot of the things that they might have and issues they might have might be circling back to at home and how we can prevent and combat them and we can prevent it from happening in the future and how we can kind of connect and reach out and help other families maybe repair and and mend those family relationships. Um, for starters, when we're starting off with breaking family cycles, I think it's important to know that the overall end game here is a hope or longing for a better uh, family future and an upward progress. Obviously, we don't want to go backwards or downwards with it, and we want the patterns that happen before to uh, kind of ease and go away. And we kind of want to take away these cycled behaviors and kind of cycle them out and break them. And I think there's a few quick steps in how we can do this. Um, and how, uh, for yourself, I think it's it, it starts with you. If you can kind of do these things, if you can practice them first and then, you know, start simple with your family, I think it can make a huge impact. Um, everybody knows their family. They know what's going to work for them and what's not. But I think these steps are some really easy, basic steps for making that upward progress and making those family cycle changes um, and kind of just changing the narrative. I know for me the narrative is, you know, uh, my personal family at home, we have a great strong nucleus. We do have some issues that we're working on um, as a whole. Uh, I myself own up to my shit, as I like to say. Um, I know that I can be very short-tempered. I have really bad anxiety, and I'm trying to control it and manage it the best way I know how. Um, I know that there are different facets of addiction that go on, and, you know, we've beat them together with, with support and stuff like that. So, for me, the family narrative, I think uh, the number one thing that we need to do with breaking family cycles is we need to take ownership and of the things that we know and that we really need to be self-aware and that we need to know our attitudes toward this situation. So I think what this means is first and foremost, we need to see what role that we're playing part in the family cycle and the breakdown. We need to realize that, you know, we have an, we have an investment in this as well. We've been doing things wrong and we need to first take a look at the mirror in the mirror and really take ownership um, of what we do to, you know, kind of perpetuate the situation into a downhill spiral. Um, 
it's not an easy thing to do, but I think an easy way to kind of figure out uh, how to take ownership over a situation is to kind of uh, write things down in a journal about your feelings and your attitudes towards the situations. Maybe uh, do, you know, talk about it to someone else outside of your family and to really just take ownership of it and to know where you stand and where uh, your attitude um, stands aware it. And self-awareness is a big key in that. I think another thing with that too, and it's kind of a combination step in breaking the cycle, is once you've figured out um, that you kind of uh, have that awareness of attitude, you need to step out of the denial zone and you need to ask or seek um ways to kind of make those relationships within your family stronger and it's just self self awareness is such a big thing and being able to not be in denial that maybe you know you need to work on things is a big step and i think for a lot of us just taking that ownership and taking that step and admitting that you know we recognize that there's a problem and we recognize that it needs to be fixed can be really helpful in saving some families i mean for some people it's really hard it's not as easy as it seems but i think it can be kind of really productive when we just step up and say you know this is on me i've done this now i would recommend that you do some reflection to see maybe where you think other people stand in this um don't do it from a judgmental zone you do it from a reflection just to kind of garner because when you are ready to kind of have that family meeting i think it's just good to see where everyone else um seems to be and seems to kind of go um and that'll be the next thing i highlight on is just family meetings and reconnection and 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 things like that um of that nature but I think it's really good to take ownership and be self-aware of what we're doing in the situation and how we could ultimately impact the situation so I think the next step in uh you know breaking the family cycles is we need to what I mean by this is we need to practice and build connection so for a lot of us when we're trying to repair or reestablish uh family cycles we it's not going to happen overnight it cannot be a rush process i know for me with my extended family i have sometimes at times rushed the process of rebuilding and repairing family relationships and it's very much so failed um i think it's an advisement to not rush all in with this and by practice what i mean is you know for for instance this sunday uh we had a family barbecue it was one of the first times we were all uh the majority of us were all together and it's a practice thing um i don't think you need to go from you know not seeing each other to having sunday dinner every week although that's usually the end game goal or the end game goal for me at least is to have my family and my support system uh, to have a sunday dinner every week it's actually my goal in life to always be able to do that and not have to worry about uh working but that's a side note thing um so by practicing mean is you know have a get together maybe every month or so or every two months where the whole family can get together and just have a dinner and really practice on reconnecting and connecting and just learning about each other and learning in each other's lives. So I know for us there was a you know about 15 or so of us here in the house the other day and it takes time to build that interaction and connection up and it's something that you definitely have to work towards and realize that it's going to take time to build it up and it's going to be something that you're really going to have to practice and kind of work towards getting. Um I think for some if you're trying to break family cycles and trying to rebuild that the holiday time can be an easy 
um, place to start just because you can do so many different activities. You know, Halloween's a really fun one, especially if you're, if you're, you know, if you're in that stage where you have youngsters, you know, going trick-or-treating. If you have kids that are around the same age, um, kind of hashing that out can be something fun. Thanksgiving is another great one that I think can really bring families together and you really can do some reflection and practice on connecting. And then obviously, you know, the major holiday season is Christmas. That can help too. Um, I know in my family, we, we want to try to kind of foster bringing back, you know, Advent weeks and, and starting out small like that and doing stuff like that. So I think it's really key to just practice those behaviors and just connect, connect, you know, whoever can connect with each other. Don't, I, I think a good thing here is don't force it. If you're not ready to connect or reconnect, just kind of do small little things, maybe a lunch here or there. Like I said, don't force it into a weekly Sunday dinner when you're not ready. Start out slow by practicing having small events, connecting. You know, maybe even to melding, you know, family, friends, and other people in support systems together, too, can make it a lot easier to break that ice to kind of build that family connection again together. So for me, like I said, practice and connect. And just see where it goes from there. And, and, you know, I think for a lot of us, it can be scary to see the interaction we're going to have with people, especially if we're not used to being in a family setting or in a large family setting, can sometimes cause some anxiety. But I think when you have all of you around, set the expectations to kind of be a progressive thing and to kind of just be going forward. Um, I think the next step is required in family cycles is being patient. Ultimately, it's not going to overnight, and patience is going to be so key and vital in the effort. Just learning that, you know, patience is something that we need. It's definitely a virtue, and it's definitely a good standing to understand that, you know, not everyone's going to be ready at the same time to restart the family cycle and connect, and that people are going to be able to do it on their own pace and in their own way. And another key instance in repairing family cycles is you have to be respectful of these things. So practicing connection, patience, and respect uh, are kind of are some key other aspects in rebuilding the family cycle and kind of really getting there and being able to do it. And I think for a lot of people, it's a lot of work, and that's where a lot of people struggle as they don't understand that, you know, to rebuild that core nucleus, it's going to take some time, and you really have to put the effort into it and have patience in learning of what the value is going to bring at the end game when you guys are able to ultimately rebuild um, that family nucleus back together. And last but not least, my final kind of uh, intro topic to breaking family cycles and how we can really do it. And you can take this meaning into so many constructs, but for me, a key way in doing this is uh, through some type of reading, um, whether you want to read Proverbs or you want to kind of do a meditation reading. But how these readings will help with your family cycle is it's going to lead back to what I said with one of the first step was taking ownership. It's going to really help you to reflect and learn different things and learn different behaviors and kind of reflect on them and process them and be able to let them go and release them. So I think by doing these readings and kind of being able to get into that rhythm, it's really going to help. And I think the next vital and key thing for breaking family cycles is is a, is a thing that I know probably a learning will challenge, and that's having faith. Faith is so key. If you just have faith that things will get better and will get to where they need to be, it will happen for you. Faith is such a vital and instrumental thing in families to be able to have that faith and kind of optimism 
and overall kind of like hope that you can become and break those family cycles, it's going to help you in the long run. Um, many people kind of won't always understand that faith comes in different ways. I'm not saying that you have to go to church every Sunday with your family to have that faith, but I'm saying have that trust and belief that things will get better and be more ample. So that's kind of, those are kind of my steps, my my easy and broken down, uh, breaking family cycles and steps. And it's, like I said, it's going to be different from everyone and everyone has their own ways to break family cycles. But those are some of the kind of the key things I've learned um, throughout time that can really help. I know for a lot of people, they kind of don't understand it when, especially when you're younger, of why you have so much perspective on family cycles, but I have a large family and the dynamic is very different and it's just kind of a lot of things I've been through with family uh, so much that I see, that I see that work and things that I've seen that haven't worked. So like I said, if you follow me on social media, all my different platforms, I'll be talking a lot more about family, the family breakdowns, breaking the family cycles, uh, different things you can really do with your family on the wellness and health and through the holiday seasons. So just stay tuned and let me know, guys, you know, if you want to hear more family topics, what you want to hear more about. Um, and if you want to kind of like, let's, we want to get into an open discussion about the family cycles and different things like that. I'd love to with you guys. That's all I have for right now, guys. And as always, be well and be free.